1: Oh, my gosh. What a day.
0: <laughs> what? I can't be hyped? Now I know why you don't drink coffee. Hey, everybody. This is Adulting. I'm Michelle <laughs> Buteau. That's Jordan Carlos. Jordan, caffeine-free Carlos. That's me. This is Michelle. Give me the cappuccino, honey, Buteau. Mm-hmm.
1: I see you drinking your coffee mm. in some like Parisian cafe, mm. like out front, sunglasses with the freaking trench coat. Like that's you in the morning.
0: Can I tell you a teeny tiny secret? Can I tell you a size eight to 10 petite secret? Say more. And I should because my dad is ICN and my mom is half French. My grandfather's from Lyon. I should be a big today Parisian bitch. I'm not. Amsterdam got me. <gasps> Hold on. Stand
1: by. Michel <laughs> Buteau.
0: Michel Antoinette Buteau.
1: Yes. Your name is not Antoinette.
0: My mom was born on Bastille Day. And so my grandfather <laughs> named her Marie Antoinette. Mike, read the room. But he named all his kids after kings and queens in France.
1: Oh my God. Wow. Girl. girl.
0: Okay. And so my dad is Michel. My mom is Marie Antoinette. And so I am Michelle
1: Antoinette. Do you have a who's on Charlemagne or?
0: <laughs> no, I do have a Charles Marie and a Frederick Louis. We don't have to talk about it. It is not okay, but here we are. Yeah. You know, it's very Jamaican. So like my mom's name is Marie Antoinette, but they call her T.
1: Uh,
0: Tanette,
1: T. Yeah, Antoinette. and Antoinette. Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. I love the emphasis. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just goes to Tanette. So Amsterdam's got you. You're there on the canals having that coffee. That's you. Okay. I feel you.
0: Yeah. I'm riding my bike with my faux locks and my boyfriend jeans. Look at you. Or my wild fang consciously made onesie (laughs) that we have to get your wife one because she likes them and I'll put you in touch. Okay. And my kids can run around Mm. and I can sip, sip, sip a very good coffee with like a little cookie or stroke waffle.
1: You know, the thing about Amsterdam is the light is so nice. And the problem is that like in the morning, we would go out for coffee and I thought, I'm missing out on this. I only have like seven days of this. Mm. This could be my life. I know. I love a good morning light with a nice coffee and all that you just described. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Next on my list to do with kids and I don't know and you guys feel free to tell me how it goes. Thinking about Cape Town.
1: Wait, you're going to Cape Town to South Africa?
0: I'm thinking about Cape Town for the next place to post up because Okay. Cape Town, I, I went there for my 30th birthday. I was there for about a month. It was so, mm. like, I just remember it being sort of like New York, sort of like Amsterdam, like special, unique, like a weird, crazy place in the world. Like a diamond, like so much pressure, so much sadness, so much grief. But boom, look at this place. It's like thriving, like people thriving. And I think it would be interesting. I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm thinking about Cape Town. And I don't know how that's going to go with my Caribbean American heritage and then also my Dutch husband and the Afrikaans of it all. But, you know, we here. We got our kids. Let's go see.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where would y'all go? I know you love Paris.
1: I love Paris. Wife wants to go back to Paris. She's like, haven't had enough Paris anymore. Paris. um Oh, wow. Do I have my druthers in this situation? I have my druthers. Y- you're who? When people are always like, if I had my druthers, this, that, and the third. What does that mean? I have no idea, but I'm like, oh my, You're have just the dr- saying <laughs> it?
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think a druther, it's like my choice, if I had the choice.
0: Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it.
1: Yes. So if I had my druthers, I would probably post up, I know it's lame. I want to say like Hawaii, I've always wanted to go to. Not lame. Okay. If I could go for like two, three weeks, two, three weeks to the islands and like go around <sighs> there, that would make my, my heart go pitter-pat. Or… I think either I loved Brazil, I would go back to Brazil, Mm -hmm. or I'd go to Argentina. Brazil was awesome because it's a chocolate place, and you could feel it. Yeah. And it was the first place where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in the majority here.
0: Yeah, it's the New Orleans of South America. Mm -hmm. Argentina is really beautiful. I spent a friend's birthday there for a little bit while my dad was living in Venezuela. And so I was just like in South America a lot, but Buenos Aires… Am I saying that right? I liked it. Buenos Aires. I'll take it. Is gorgeous and historical and um, very white.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's true. Yes, But I know you
0: know how to ski, Black Boy Joy. Let's go. And there's this town not too far from Buenos Aires. That's called Bariloche. Okay. It's a beautiful ski town. And what's so special about it too is that there's chocolate factories there. So when you walk through the streets, you just smell fresh chocolate.
1: Stop right now. Yes. Stop right and now. So it <laughs> I'm on skip lagged right now. On skip lagged. That's me on skip lagged. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, that's me on skip lagged. It's really, I'm really it's really there's, <laughs> there's
0: so many magical parts of this world that we have yet to explore. And it really is kind of the best education that you can never learn in school. Mm-hmm. Like I used to say, like if you're single and you want to travel and meet people and you can't do that, just suck a dick with foreskin because it feels like you're in another country. It's kind of the same thing.:
1: <laughs> can, I, can I say something now? I was about to <laughs> I was about to compliment you on your parallel thinking. <laughs> um, because Sorry. Because no, sorry. no, 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 it's awesome. Like you and Mark Twain <laughs> come to the same point, but yours is through the dick. And like, Mark Twain said that travel is the greatest. Antidote to ignorance. Interesting. Yeah. Because once you've experienced it, you can't stay dumb. Okay. And it's like, Michelle, same, same energy.
0: And then I went for the big <laughs> joke. But, but. It's the same shit. It's the same thing. Don't you think? I think the world would be a better place. My world would be a better place if everybody, not just most people, but everybody would think, like, what life would be like if they didn't look like this, if they look like that person. Mm. Just, like, think outside your five-mile radius and how that person feels. Yeah, Everybody's always caught up with them and their journey and so triggered by, like, it's always happening to them. But what about those Mm. other people, you know? So, I don't know. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, we're all trying to get through it. And we're lucky to have people like you who, like… You're using your resources, using your wherewithal to not only give yourself, but your family something different. Mm -hmm. When they grow up, you know, like I was watching that Stanley Tucci show. Stanley Tucci spent a year in Italy with his family because his parents got into some kind of program where they could do that.
0: Oh, wow. Look
1: at the effect that it had on his life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: forever and all the time. Yeah.
1: Yes. So it's like live that different kind of life. Yeah. And speaking of living the artist's life, and being different, our guest today. Yeah. Can we just talk about that for a moment? We can. Okay. Because our guest is, I, I, I love that we have her on. I
0: do too. Wait, can I just say one thing before we, oh, we
1: start talking please, about please, how please, wonderful please, please. our
0: guest is that just popped into my mind? Yes. Think about the first time that your parents took you somewhere. And you still have that memory for better or for worse. Hmm. And you more than likely are uh, more open to either going back to that place or talking about that place, or like going somewhere else because you went that to that place. Yes. You know, I think it it's a core memory that will serve you forever and all of time. And I know like a lot of people are like, I don't want to bring my dog. I don't want to bring my mm-hmm. kids. I, I want to bring them when they're old enough. It's just like, this isn't just for them. It's also for you to, to, to make core memories. You know, you don't even know what they might remember. So if you just take them and fuck around and see, because life is going to be hard with them at a Target or at Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam. You're going to be lifing with these kids anyways. Like, you might as well go and, like, teach them how to move through the world. That part. Period. Yes. It's like what you're saying. It's going to be like a memory that you, like, don't mind going back to, physically or emotionally. So anyways, I just say... You know, you can also find ways around money. I know a lot of people are just like, I don't have the money. Honey, please. I opened up a whole ass credit card and went to South Africa. It took me a long time to pay it <laughs> off. But I tell you what, I went to Africa, realized the world is much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just barely a fucking wrinkle. People have fought just to exist in this place. And so when I came back home, I quit my job and started doing comedy full time. So I'm just like, wow. Too many people here died so I could fucking live my dream. That's like what I came back with and a huge credit mm-hmm. card bill. And I started <laughs> I started doing stand up full time and paid that shit off. Yeah. Took me a long ass time, but I paid that shit off.
1: For the ancestors. Yes, yes. you did it. Mhm.
0: So anyways, Getting back to our guest. I'm so sorry I had to say that. That was like an emotional No, say it. Get it
1: out. I love that. I love when you do those. I love when you get on (laughs) hot streaks and when you do emotional farts those make me so happy and you know that. So let's not play games. Um, (laughs) Our guest. Hilarious comedian and more. yes, Actress, writer, podcaster, and more. Her latest special, The First Woman, is out on Amazon Prime Video right now.
0: Yeah.
1: You can also catch her on Home Economics as well. You can catch her in a lot of things.
0: Yeah.
1: We're just so lucky to have her, so we caught her by the tail. <laughs> Let's give it up for the one and only Sashir Zameda. <laughs> That's where the air horns will come I in. Got, you know, I yeah. got it.
0: I hope they got it too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi! Hi!
1: Sushi so here. Hello, hello.
0: I love your hair. It's cute. This is vacation hair, but there's no vacation. You know what I mean? I mean, bring the vacation to you. Staycation hair. <laughs> but it's too long. It's definitely going to end up in the toilet. Yeah. What are we doing? Yes. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. How are you? That's a loaded question.
1: It's a little personal.
0: You know what it is. Well, it is good to see you. It's really good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. Forever, too long. Also, you guys can't see, but oh,
1: my- <laughs> what is what is that? Is that a what kind of a doll is that?
2: It's a voodoo doll.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: I, mine is mine is in my altar by the door. Oh, we made voodoo dolls in New Orleans, and oh, I kept them. Uh, Because I think we were just kind of like, that's cute. And then just like left Mm them in the bags that we left the (laughs) voodoo shop with. (laughs) And we were told, do not mistreat these voodoo dolls. These voodoo dolls are representations of you. Mm -hmm. And if you treat them poorly, that's how things are going to be. And so they were sitting in a bag in like a corner of my house for months. Months. And I remember talking to Michelle being like, I just, I don't feel good. And she was like, I don't either. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, let me find those voodoo dolls. And then I like looked online. People were like, yeah, you really have to take care of them or like disassemble them. And there's like a whole ceremony system to get rid of them. Y'all. And so. Y'all. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, it's like, we didn't sign up for it, even though we did. Like I did this travel show with. I guess it was, I guess it's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the name of the show, but I just wanted to hang out with my friends. And yeah, I love that New Orleans is your town or like one of your towns. Yeah. And yeah, one of the segments that the producer pitched was going to see Bloody Mary to go make a voodoo doll. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I guess, but I wanted to just like put some respect on it because, especially being Haitian American, everyone's just like, you know, it would always make fun of me, like, voodoo is bad and this, that, and the third. I'm like, but it also could be magical and fun. Yeah, I like that the way Bloody Mary explained it. It was like, this is for
2: you to enhance what you want in your life, as opposed to this is how you curse someone else who did you yeah. wrong. It's like, mm. when you want money? Put, a, put some money in the voodoo doll's stomach. You want oh. health? Put some water in its mouth. You know, like, you do things to the doll that you want for yourself. So it was more like... Oh, that's cool. Uh moral of a reflection kind of thing.
0: It is cool because you're like saying it and then also doing it out loud in a different way, as opposed to like a to-do list in the morning where you're like overwhelmed. And so Mm -hmm. it also is this thing people are like, oh, you got a voodoo doll. You must be into witchcraft or whatever it is. It's like, no, man, it's just also like a nice reminder to treat your body like a temple. Yeah. Mm. We did the whole ass show. Like, we have a voodoo doll, right? But, like, Mm -hmm. everyone assumes that it's just, like, a segment. But, wow, New Orleans is one of those places.
2: Yeah. It's magic. Yeah. It's got a lot of crazy energy
0: there. I was getting, like, a thing read, like, a Mm -hmm. thing read with a person just to, like, know what the thing—just for fun. It was a birthday gift. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I keep hearing Marie Laveau. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, from Michelle Buteau. Hello. (laughs)
1: Yes. Wow.
0: Marie Laveau, Michelle Buteau. Yeah.
1: What is it about New Orleans that just, like, speaks to you this year?
2: I think the energy. It feels different there. And yeah. I've been there, I don't know, maybe six or seven times. And every time, like, something really cool or magical happens, mm. there's a psychic there named Philip who I see every time I'm there. <laughs> he feels like my best gay uncle. <laughs> like, I'm Aww. just, like, going in to check in. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, you got a new car. And I'm like, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> and Things were noticing. And... Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like um, a nice refresher mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like go back and like get some new energy or some cleansing or healing energy happening, and and then go about the rest of my year.
3: Mm.
0: I was thinking about it: why I like New Orleans, or why people obviously people are attracted to it because it is a party town. Yeah, yeah. But if you are black, brown, mixed, and you go to New Orleans or have any indigenous, like anything, there is like a very powerful spirit that is just in the town. Mm -hmm. Where it comes out is in Hurricane Drinks and Bourbon Street Yeah, and like a celebration of your body and like a second line. But what it truly is, if you like look at it, it's like this pulse of just like we're still here. Yeah. We're uplifting. We're celebrating. Yeah. Mm. That's why I I get a headache when I leave.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Even
0: if I haven't been drinking because there's so much energy. Yeah. That it feels like it takes... Takes up a lot. Yeah, everyone's on a high vibration there. Yeah, and so are the streets. You know, the roaches and the rats. Lord Jesus, <laughs> there, there's a lot of that. Yes, Lord Jesus. I
2: definitely say in a hotel room where there was a mouse also staying there with me, and probably a ghost. Like there was just like, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: too many occupants.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> up in this room, nobody
2: has.
0: <laughs> but I asked, like, what, what's your town? Because we were texting the other day, and you're like, yeah, I'm in Mexico. I'm like, Queens. <laughs> like, well, I didn't even want to call you because I wasn't sure what your coverage was. Oh, I know. Actually, you know when your phone stops working, like a
2: new one's about to come out, and now all of a sudden there's all these problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would go to Mexico, and my phone would just like be like, "We don't know where you are," and I'm like, "Why can't?" <laughs> my, I know I have service here. Right. And there was one really scary time where I went to Tulum with some friends, and landed. I was on my flight by myself. My phone did not have service. I couldn't figure out how to call my friends. (laughs) I couldn't figure out how to use a payphone because it wasn't like a payphone that I've seen before. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't know how to find anybody. And I was like kind of walking around the airport aimlessly, really upset. And then eventually they found me. But I was kind of like shell shocked, just like, okay, this is, I don't don't like this. And then my phone didn't work for the rest of the trip. But I was like, well, my friends will help
1: me out. Yeah. That's kind of scary. If you can't find your friends, like if we are in the 90s and you couldn't find your friends, fine. If it's the now, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. That's no bueno.
2: That's a good point. When I was a kid, I didn't have a phone, but I was able to navigate. Just fine. How?
0: <laughs> How? Uh, like,
2: make a collect call. Call my mom. And be like, I'm at this place. Come get me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, come get me. Yeah. We were all like prisoners, like in Orange Is the New Black. Like, you received a collect call from. <laughs> I'm at the mall. Come get me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You have a call from. I'm by the Ben and Jerry's.
1: <laughs> 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 oh my god. Y'all remember landmarks? Oh. Landmarks. Landmarks. Oh my god. What were the directions we had to print out? Oh yeah. MapQuest, MapQuest. Yes,
0: MapQuest. (laughs) Yeah, I think I wrote about it on my blog. That's how long ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, printing directions out.
0: It's insane. But even like the way we film TV and film right now, you know, like this is what a phone would sound like or this is how we would hold our phone in a scene because it's such a part of our lives. It's like ridiculous. And I say this to like a lot of parents at daycare that don't really want to like talk about it, but I'm like, whatever, I'm here. I really want us to make sure we help our kids define their worth without social media. Mm -hmm. Because as like a fully realized 46 year old woman with back fat, I'm still just like, this didn't get so many likes, but this one did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm 46 and I know what it's like to be loved. Mm -hmm. And I know what it's like to live without internet. And so I'm just like, damn, like, what are the things that you do for yourself to make sure you can define your worth without like, Hollywood or exterior validation? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Um,
2: I try to meditate when I can and I really like to-do lists and putting everything on a to-do list. Like, mm-hmm. I need to shop for a umbrella for my patio. <laughs> so, like, but if I do that and I cross it off, it feels so good. Yes, being able to cross off my to-do list or like making my home my sanctuary. That feels very good and validating and a little more freeing than like posting all the time and, and being like a prisoner to the likes and stuff. Mm. I definitely get wrapped up in it sometimes and I'm like, this is annoying. How come my stuff's not like trending or whatever? Yeah. Or like, why aren't people seeing it? And then like I haven't posted anything in the last week and I'm like, that feels nice. I don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to care this week. And mm. just like taking breaks from posting on social media. I still scroll a lot. But I
0: can't help it. I'm human. I know. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just grab the phone.
2: Because it's so addicting.
0: It really is. They make it that way. Yeah. How fucking dare they? Like, I will leave the room and Otis will be like, mama, you forgot your phone. So he thinks that I'm just supposed to always have it in my hand.
1: Yeah. Isn't
0: that crazy? Yeah. But I'm yeah. trying to make a rule. No phone at dinner. That's good.
1: That's good. Um, my kids will do an impression of me on my phone. And so then I'm like, I'm gonna put it down for a while. Yeah. They're like, this is dead. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. They be watching. They be watching. Yeah. But I I'm like, listen, I'm looking things up. I'm trying to help you out. I know that part. It's not all about social media. Speaking of looking things up, I I wanna ask you this though, Sashera. So sure, like,
0: oh my God, are you a mall cop? Cause we got a segue. <laughs>
1: I gotta clear something up are you like low-key history buff because i didn't know how much of a history buff you are <laughs> history buffs blow my hair back like <laughs> is that your zodiac sign because i feel like that is you like you're definitely history major rising oh thank you so much <laughs> i was like what
2: I feel like I'm a history buff on very specific things that interest me. Like,
3: mm. I have a
2: 50-minute joke about Amelia Earhart in my special. And it really is just from, like, pulling the thread. Because I was like, why do we talk about Amelia Earhart so much? She didn't even complete her mission. And then it just kind of spun from there of, like, why do we talk about her? How did she get so famous? What has she accomplished? Why don't we talk about these accomplishments? It just, like, kept spiraling more and more and more. And I think that's where the— the research part comes from because I just am genuinely interested in like mm-hmm. where this comes from but if you ask me about like certain wars I probably will have no idea what you're talking about okay <laughs> right so it's not like a general knowledge of history but about certain specific things yes
1: if you haven't heard this this is on sister's so your special it's so good her latest special yes. by the way on Amazon that's where I watched it and like it was this amazing 15 minute bit all about Amelia Earhart you dragged her for filth yep Filter back up.
0: How you do it? How you do it?
1: <laughs> you, you basically, yeah, put her out in the compost. But like, <laughs> but what I loved was like, then I learned other things. Like this person, the the first woman to actually circumnavigate the globe by air was somebody named Schmuck or Jerry Muck. Muck, Muck, not Schmuck, sorry. Jerry oof, Muck. Oof, sorry. Oof, I really put some respect I, I thought on it.
2: some Schmuck named Jerry
3: oh, Muck.
1: Oh <laughs> my god. I didn't I didn't know what her name was. I just was like Schmuck Muck something like that. Yeah. Jerry Muck was the person's name and they are not famous. Yeah. And you pointed out the world had plenty of time to like discover who this person was. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it.
2: They didn't do it. Yeah, I think it really was like she didn't
0: have that, like, it factor. And Amelia did. <laughs> she had the backing. Yeah. By the way, Amelia and I have the same birthday. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's me, her J-Lo, Rick Fox, Rose Byrne. Ooh. And I have to say, all of us, bad at directions. All of us. <laughs> Collectively. Yes. Yes. We'll make it shiny, but we can't. There's no follow through. Yeah. So I do appreciate. I quote you all the time. Like, guy, you have this great bit about razors. Oh yes, yeah, about shaving. Yes. Same deal.
2: I was like kind of in my own personal like anti-shaving body hair moment and I was like why why am I even shaving this stuff? Like why? Where did this start? And then I did some digging and found that razor companies back in the day were only marketing to men cuz men needed to shave their beards or whatever. And then eventually they were like, "You know, we could be making more money if we figure out how to sell to women. (laughs) And then they started making up all these crazy advertisements being like, women, you don't want to be stinky or ugly or a spinster or die alone. That's what's going to happen to you if you keep all your body hair. You got to shave that shit off. And then women were like, oh my God, I have to listen to this. (laughs) And yeah, started buying razors like crazy. And then that like jacked up the whole industry. Wow, But it was like such an unnecessary construct that was truly created and we followed suit Hmm. but there's no like hygienic reason for us to not have body hair it's just just to like make us look like baby seals and 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 give razors (laughs) money
1: (laughs) that's so interesting because now like i don't know if it's in la but definitely on the subways in new york city there's there's this campaign called free the pit Mm. and i think it's by dove
3: Mm -hmm. so
1: they're like oh we're taking black tonight we're taking black tonight (laughs) However, I mean, I'm like, okay, to what extent do I believe this? Because it's all in the service of capitalism. So mm-hmm. now you can have pit hair. Now it's okay to have pit hair. Yeah. Are they trend setting? Are they following a trend? Like, to your credit, what you're talking about is advertising wagging the dog. You know, the tail wagging the dog or what?
2: Right. Yeah. And which I also talk about in the special too, about femorizing. Yes. Like how different companies will use the feminist um, trend theme that that people are talking about to sell products and they're just like you you enjoy being girl right and you want other girls to girl before you girl and like just like it's nonsense yeah girl power this girl power that which like of course i love that stuff but it just feels little demeaning when it's framed in a way of like and now you have to buy this thing content yeah
1: it's always like you never know, notice like super bowl ads are like that like super mm-hmm. bowl ads you're like ooh, what a cinematic moment oh this is great what we talk oh uh baloney? That's what we're selling. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like peripheral circles to that sadness for me though. Cause I'm just like, it's great to talk to y'all about it, like like-minded friends.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: to have like coworkers and friends that I've known for a long time that subscribe to that shit, yeah, is just like a special type of mind fuckery that I don't always know how to get around because I love them. I miss them. Mm -hmm. They're my cousins. They're they're like actual family members or like friends that I've known since I was like eight. But then they like sort of, you know, copy and paste this language that they've been served.
2: Yeah, Mm. And I'm
0: like, or what do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, I think what Facebook told me. But what do you (laughs) think? Well, actually, this TikTok. And I'm like. But what's your opinion? Yeah. yeah. There's so many layers you really have to fucking fight on a daily. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like advertising. It's like baked in our DNA, how we're supposed to feel about ourselves. Yeah. And so, I don't know. This is for whoever's listening. If your friend is telling you that they're having a hard time or they're going to therapy or they're blah, 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 blah. Don't judge them. just be like, good for you. Yeah. If they're getting a Brazilian butt lift, don't judge them unless it's a bad one. Just say good for <laughs> you. Like they're doing whatever they gotta do to feel fucking good.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think that's all we can do right now, because life's too short. <gasps> <laughs> and we just need like ways to feel good. The earth's gonna end in twelve years. Like may may as yeah, well. Yeah, We
0: got our last crops.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the earth's not gonna I think humanity's gonna humanity,
2: end. exactly. The earth will be fine. We won't be here for it.
1: Earth is fine. Fine. The Earth is like, bring it. We we live through the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. the fucking, that giant asteroid. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you? Okay. I felt like I, I got so much closer to you, like on this special. It was like really great. So, year. Oh, thank you. And I knew about your arm and everything like that and the car accident, but you went into detail yeah. that I had never really heard before. And I was like, oh, man. Like, cause you told me, like, you give me the elevator version of it. You're like, I got hit. I was in college. It was, it was crazy. And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, We got to go on in five seconds. You know what I'm saying? We were like yeah. <laughs> backstage at a show. Yeah. So like, how did that feel? Like telling the world about all that? It
2: felt good. Oh, that's great. I've known that I wanted to say something about getting hit mm-hmm. by a car <laughs> uh, for years. But then I think the more medical experiences I had in my life and seeing how I have gotten treated and how... My black female friends have gotten treated and my Mm -hmm. black female relatives have gotten treated. It kind of actually made sense to put it in that lens because the car accident was a huge thing that rocked my world. But also the way I was treated at the hospital was also huge and like having people not believe the pain that I was talking about and not wanting to give me painkillers and making me stand on my leg when I got hit (laughs) and like Uh... and making me wait for like seven hours before they're like oh actually we should have just given you painkillers when you asked for them like oh god just this, this dizzy dance that continues to happen because medical professionals aren't trained to assess everybody or they just have biases because they're human and we forget that. Like, they also are a human that might have whatever stereotypes in their mind about the person that's in front of them and yeah. might treat them a little different. Right. Yeah.
1: Or it could be somewhere in between.
2: hmm
1: The story that you told about just, like, a standing MRI, and then the guy's like, oh, maybe you should be sitting there. What? Yeah. I mean, like, blast out this hospital so I never go there. <laughs> Shout them out.
2: I don't want to blast them out,
1: but it's okay. Like yo, it's it's sisters of the Worthless Miracle Hospital. Do not go there. <laughs> <laughs> do, not do it.
0: Her name was Nurse Jackie. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, well, you should have known better than. <laughs> I have a weird question. Mm-hmm. What won't you do for money? I don't think I'll fuck for money. Really? I
2: don't think so.
0: I say really like as if I would.
2: Yeah. Would you?
1: (sighs) I won't do it again. I won't do it again. And I won't do it for that little amount of money. (laughs) And I'll definitely be paid in American currency. Because (laughs) let me tell you something. Exchange rates, they bite.
0: What in the Liam Neeson, I have to handle it now, is going on?
1: I have a very particular set of skills. I have heard. (laughs) heard.
0: But I guess maybe that's
2: not fair because like I've definitely fucked for food. Yeah. Mm. And booze. (laughs) Yeah. Why wouldn't I up the ante a little bit? But I think if it's like, that's the arrangement <laughs> ahead of time, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. What was the movie with Demi Moore and Robert Redford and in? Oh. Uh,
1: Indecent Proposal.
0: Indecent Proposal. Yeah. They was broke and did it for money. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: It was a million dollars for one night, right?
0: It was. No taxes.
1: Yeah. Robert Redford. Oh, my gosh. Woody Harrelson.
0: Woody Harrelson.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're on the bed with all the money.
2: Woof. I mean, if I had one of those situations, I think I would, I think I would do it. Yes.
1: <laughs> now, now, we're fig- now we're figuring it out. <laughs> now
2: we're whittling it down.
0: <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. Um, I mean, this is so stupid. Yeah. Stripping, sex, blackface. Oh, yeah. I don't think I
2: would do blackface. I wouldn't. No. That would not feel good.
1: No, it would not. Oh, my God. Blackface? No way. Mm-mm. Harder than that would be, like, doing somebody else's taxes.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Don't do that. I would fuck you up. Yeah. i I'm like, you don't want me to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad deal on your end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> IRS at your door right yeah. now. Yeah. Taxes. Fully. It feels
0: like a panic room with no clue. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-mm. No.
1: But you get to decide now. I always feel like you're, like... Definitely mm-hmm. decisive, but patient with yourself. And if I'm wrong about this and you're just a roiling sea within, let me know. But I always feel <laughs> like you like you uh-huh. know what you want to do. And then you go after it and you get it done. I feel you have a certain equanimity. Ooh,
0: spelling.
1: Mm-hmm. And comfort with yourself. Use like it in that. a
0: sentence.
1: And where you're going. <laughs> am I wrong? To what extent am I wrong? To what extent am I right?
2: No, that's, uh, I like that assessment a lot. And yeah, I think I am patient and I do have goals and try to build to those goals. Um, of course there's moments where I'm impatient and I'm like, why am I not the most famous person right now? <laughs> or like, why am I not doing X, Y, and Z because of da, 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 But then I think about it and I'm like, well, actually I don't want to do that that way. Or, you know, mm. I feel like things are happening the way they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually I've had a, a friend in college actually she was like I feel like you would like work years on something if you knew it would be the outcome that you wanted like she's like you're not like a quick mm.
3: like
2: uh like you want satisfaction immediately right you would wait years for something if you knew that it was going to turn out how you planned it, which is true i think that is my
0: mode yeah and so far it's been working i love that yeah this year for me really has been about patience and grace yeah but not necessarily like career stuff just like Just everyday life. Mm -hmm. Because life is going to be lifing. Like the traffic is going to be traffic. Yeah. There's always something that's going to need to be washed or folded or done. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: I do love a list too. But sometimes I do feel like I'm setting myself up for failure with these lists. I'm like, "Ah, I'm not getting it done. But when I do get some of it done, ooh, baby, 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 it's a wild world. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So we get some questions. You've done this show so many times, and thank you so much. So we do get questions from the audience. Still, why? I don't know. (laughs) And so we're going to try and answer some. I have one. It's really cute, I think. It is giving today's show makeover. (laughs) Someone asks, how do I get my fiancé to dress like the 31-year-old man he is? He still wears clothes that he wore in high school. The only clothing he owns that's been purchased in the last decade are items I bought for him. I love him dearly, but this is such an ick for me.
3: Mm. I get
0: it. I get it, bitch. I mean, I would, I
2: would buy my ex clothes and be like, you wear this? And then eventually, he started figuring out his own style and would buy his own stuff. Yeah, I don't know how long that took, but...
0: <laughs> it took a while.
2: It took a while. I think it took a while. So it might not be an immediate thing for your 31-year-old fiancé to like immediately be like, yes, my taste, this. Especially because I feel like it's unfortunate that straight men aren't encouraged to have style.
0: Yeah. When they
2: do, it's like, oh, thank God. It's popping. But I don't think they're brought up to think that they should take pride in how they look. They're like, yeah, I had this t-shirt since I was in high school (laughs) and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's my lucky t-shirt. I'll keep it forever. And don't think about like, or you could get one that fits you today and that would look really nice. And maybe it'll bring you other kind of luck. You can find a different lucky t-shirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the pendulum swings, though, as far yeah. as like um, straight cis and style. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning of the 20th century, if you think about like the Dapper Dans of the world or just like Gentleman's Quarterly, it was all about like… Dressing correctly, haberdash, yeah. you know, going to Savile Row, having the right tailor and things like that. But then somewhere along the line, I mean, if you look at old paintings from, like, the 17th, 18th century, motherfuckers in wigs, got the fucking, the kings. This is true. Heels. The heels, the cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something changed. I don't know what it was. Yeah.
0: It was white supremacy.
1: It's white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: The grunge era.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I hope that people understand that, like, it's not set in stone Like, my father is a style maven and confident about it, which made me interested in style. Yeah. And I would, like, dress up for bar mitzvahs. But, like, you can express yourself in this way and still be okay. Yeah. I only say that my worry is that sometimes when we get a question like this, it feels like if just this would change about this person, then things would be great in my relationship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm not quite sure if that's… You know I, I worry about I worry about that kind of dynamic.
0: I see what you're saying because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, you could have a very thoughtful hoarder on your hands who like it is what it is. they like what they like, you know, yeah. yeah, or you have a thoughtful person who is whose brain works in a different way and is not leaning towards the right, his brain, not his political views. yeah and he uh, doesn't really see clothes or fashion as something as important because he's too busy being Smart at like Math or some shit Or engineering But like It really is how He treats you Because I feel like Buy him clothes then Yeah Like just buy him clothes You know It's very rare to find Two people that are Good at decorating Yeah mm-hmm. Usually it's the one person And then you just like Run options by the other person You know If they're comfortable With this color or whatever So you know If you have the flair for fashion The bitch You do it I don't know if he's gonna As long as he wipes <laughs> his ass properly And puts his seat down <laughs> I and mean, yeah, it sounds like at least he's wearing the stuff you're buying. So like
1: that's yeah. huge. As
0: long as, as
2: long as it's not like a, a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of had to figure out what's underneath the ass. Because if it's not just, mm. I don't like the way he dresses, but. Just that it's the ick. Yeah, there's something else there. And like for me, when I first met my ex and I was like, you're wearing clothes from college. What's happening? <laughs> I eventually I realized, oh, I'm witnessing a lack of um, self-care. And I don't like that. Yes. Like, oh, this person doesn't like believe in themselves enough to like take pride in how they look, or like there's a lack of confidence that isn't attractive. Yeah. And then eventually it did shift. And then he started like taking pride in how he looked and like and like buying his own clothes. And that was very attractive. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. But yeah, I think maybe figure out what is under this other than the clothes.
0: But also if you are a young man. Yeah essentially a young boy, a young man, right? Mm -hmm. And you meet a grown ass woman, then you have to rise to the occasion. Absolutely. Period. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, I remember doing the role with Eric Andre and he would like wear the same red champion sweatshirt he wore in college Mm-hmm. When we were performing at colleges, and I remember I took that boy to H H&M and M. He was like, "Oh shit! I didn't even know I could afford nice things." You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Some people yeah. don't even
0: know. It's their Julia Roberts moment. Big mistake. Huge, <laughs>
1: huge. All right, Jordan. What's the next question? The next question is: uh, Hi, Michelle and Jordan. I made a fake email address to send you this because I'm embarrassed. Lol, bitch. I'm a 26 year old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 26-year-old woman who, who's never had sex. Oh. I was not ready in high school. I was really focused on studying in college. And now I feel like I have missed the boat. I don't really date because I don't know how to tell people, hi, I'm 26 and inexperienced in every way. I find it really embarrassing, but ultimately, would love a partner. Um, I know I'd like to have sex. I enjoy it on my own. What should I do?
0: So, Sashir, what say you? Um, I was a
2: virgin till my 20s. I I lost it when I was 23. And I feel like you just got to be honest. I think if you feel weird and embarrassed about it, people might also feel weird about it. But if you're like, this is the deal. I am dating. I would like to find somebody. I don't know if you're looking for a partner or if you're looking for just someone to get it done with. I don't know. But but whoever you're going to sleep with should be well aware of what is happening and then you can talk about it and be like look, this is this is intimidating, and that's okay. Really, the sexiest thing about sex is communication. Mm-hmm. So whether you've had sex or not, if you're communicating what you want and what you need and what you don't want and what scares you and what excites you, I think the other person will be very down for whatever is going on. So I see, be honest and don't be shy about it. I think it's okay to be like, "This is my deal." Either you're in or you're out, and then that then you can
0: go from there. You know what, too? It's the longer you wait, the more you're going to put on it. Mm-hmm. So I would say find at least two people mm. and schedule them, like, have sex with one one month and, and then the other one. Oh. So that way you're not putting all your eggs in a basket. Because for me, if someone told me they're a virgin and it's the first time they're really going to get down... I'd be like, holy shit, what in the stage five clinger is going to go on? She is going to think we have to get married now.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: If you just want to get it over with and you set it up like, I just want to get not only my feet wet, lol, in this situation, let's go. Mm -hmm. Then I think somebody would probably be more willing to get down, go down, lol, everyone. And... Yeah, I mean, would you even be down for a threesome? Because that way, the pressure is all the way off of you, and you can just be the queen. Mm-hmm. Wow!
1: You can yeah. go to
0: you can go to yeah. a website for that, honey, and be super hopefully safe and careful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Field is the name of that app. Yeah, uh, that's what I keep hearing. What's that field? F E E L D field. Yeah,
2: you could be a unicorn. There are um, adult summer camps. You do, like, water, sports, and whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's camp situations for adults. It could be fun to, like, just go to a camp and meet a bunch of strangers who are from other parts of the country. And be like, hey, I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. Go skinny dipping. Yeah. And maybe, like, you're there for a few weeks and then, who knows? Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of people lose their virginity. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm.
1: Celebrating bodies. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Good
0: luck. I don't, and I do agree with Sasha, like, don't not tell somebody, tell them because mm-hmm. sometimes sex can get a little rough, and you want to be sure that somebody knows it's your first time, you know, and not just like do things that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Sex is very different with each person. Mm-hmm. So you want a gentle experience. Ow, until you don't. Okay. Next question, last question. <laughs> My husband and I recently got engaged. I am thrilled to be getting married. I love him a lot and we have a beautiful relationship. However, I'm a bisexual female and I have only ever been with two women in my life. While I love my husband to be, I am bummed by the idea that I won't ever get to experience this other side of myself. Am I going to start to cry? He and I never discuss being open. Part of me wants to bring it up and I am nervous I will hurt his feelings. Is it worth to bring it up or should I just get over it? Are women really that great? Bitch, this breaks my heart because you're talking about a life partner and you ultimately have to be you. You have to Mm -hmm. strive for the best version of you and what you want to do. And why or how did you fall in love with somebody that you can't be honest with?
2: Yeah. I get what she's saying, though, because it is scary because you don't want your partner to think, am I not good enough? Like, am I not enough for my partner? Mm -hmm. Which that's not it. That's not. She's just saying she wants to experience her full self. Yeah. Yeah. And if your partner loves you, they should also want to experience your full self. I think there's a way you can talk to your partner and let them know it has nothing to do with them. It's not that like their dick is trash or anything like that.
1: It's just
0: that (laughs) you also... Coming out on Hulu. (laughs) Your dick is
1: trash. From the makers of Everything's Trash. (laughs) And Dick. (laughs) After Dark. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, so I think that's wild. I mean, first of all, it sounds like someone that's just like a a pleaser, a bit of a pleaser, right? Mm -hmm. And like, they don't want to rock the boat, but, you know. Rock it.
0: You know what? If you can't do it, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I have to get this out because it does feel like a fart, like an emotional fart. Um. Find yourself a good therapist, one that is down to do uh, sessions with you and then also bring your partner in. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And that
0: way you can set yourself up for success and then have it organically come up in therapy so you do have someone that can speak on your behalf and really unpack it in a very responsible way. I think it's very smart. That's a lot to take on yourself. like,
2: And yeah, your person might have... Big emotions, and they're allowed to have big emotions. To what you said, they may not, but it'd be nice to have a professional third party to help. Yeah, na- help you navigate.
1: Mm, well, I, I think. I think when I'm emotionally honest, I expect um, to say what I'm going to say in a vacuum, and I expect no pushback and a response. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's what's kept kept me happy oh my god oh
0: my god (laughs) all
1: right now get out there and be somebody (laughs) yeah this is adulting right
0: like relationships are hard yes and growing up is hard like it doesn't matter what decade you're in you could still be in your fuck it phase, but that just means you're going on a cruise like with your titties out. You know what I mean? Like everybody's fuck it phase is different, but like the fuck it phase can really just enter every chapter of your life and you still need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially now that like we don't have this generational bullshit on like living together, and not being married or getting a divorce or like not having kids or just have, making enough money, but, to, but to, like the things that were important to our parents. Now we are left with like a lot of options because we can like define our happiness. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a lot of options, like me at a buffet, I'm like, well, now I don't know where to go Mm -hmm. because almost too many options. And how do I do it? You know what I mean? And so you just need a little help. Yeah. You know, we can talk about these things. And so I really hope that you talk about this with your
1: partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you don't integrate truth, emotional truth into your relationship, from the get, then resentments can build, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, yeah.
1: It's like those are just tremors that can then lead to a big old quake, you know? Uh. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what in the black church is going on right now? It's like, don't mm-hmm. no, hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Resentment oh. is tremors
3: that
0: lead to the quake. Where's my tambourine? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We got to practice it every day or as often as we can,
0: as much as possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, this has been just a motherfucking joy. Now, you know what the deal is, bitch? We ask all our guests, what's the most adult thing you want to do for yourself that you haven't had a chance to do for yourself yet that you want to do? And it could be anything big or small or medium size. I'm not going to body shame. <laughs> what? <laughs> no,
2: thank you for not body shaming my goals.
1: <laughs> Your medium goals. Go ahead.
2: Um, I bought my house two years ago housework and renovations and whatnot, it's never going to end. It's ongoing. But I'm really excited for the moment where I'm like, "Ah, I can just sit for a minute. Like, I had to do an overhaul in the yard. I had to fix this thing. Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm very excited to be like, no one's coming to my house to fix anything. It's done. Mm. I can just enjoy it for a minute. Yes. Yeah. Feeling close to
0: getting it where I want. That's what I'm excited for. I love that. Yeah. Nothing's felt so good. You're speaking to my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just had a kitchen renovation. So I'm like,
2: Oh my God. Get the fuck out of my house. I know. <laughs> I'm about to get like windows replaced.
0: <laughs> For what? Oh, no, 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 no. That's the most adult thing ever. This house is like from the 20s. Wow. And the windows are all single pane.
2: The air that's outside just comes inside. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: You yeah. Know, Things have to change. My house is 1910. So I was like, so everybody remembers the Titanic? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: The house remembers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My heart will go on. Ah, I love you, friend. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you.
1: Yes. This is
0: a joy. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks so much this year. It's almost like a ride, you know?
0: Yes. But like a nice ride. Oh,
1: it's the best. Magic Mountain. It's lovely. You know, do it again.
0: You know what I love? It's giving old souls that become young spirits. Mm. Mmm. (laughs) Mmm! I've
1: never heard you say something like that before. What do you mean? I say it all the time. No, you don't. You are a furnace. Just... Coming forth with these new quips, ideas, and thoughts that, as I say, should be on stickers, magnets, billboards. But I haven't heard that one before.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was an old soul for sure,
1: you know? Yeah?
0: Yeah. When you are the only child, you're like one of two types. (laughs) You're like forever the baby. Or you're like the third person. You hang out with like other adults a lot. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you're the older kid taking care of the younger kids. You know, you can go in a corner and like entertain yourself. You're listening to Otis Redding and Sam Cooke. You're just listening to like what everyone else listens to. You know what I mean?
1: So at what age were you listening to Otis Redding?
0: I mean, since since my brought up scene. Wow. Since the brought up scene. <laughs> you know? Like I remember being four or five years old and dancing to Rita Marley, I Want to Get High. No. <laughs> Not knowing she was talking about the ganja, but I'm just like, one drop. Like it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rastamon, hey, what miss it? You know, you just like, eh, eh. Like, it's just words and noises to you. You don't know what you're actually singing about. And that's like, was me at four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, feel you. lately I've been staring in the mirror. I would sing that song in the mirror uh, at five and six.
1: Wait, Stevie Wonder? Yes. You were singing that song? Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
0: sometimes lip syncing from my life in the mirror before <laughs> we actually knew what that was. Um, all types of stuff. All types of stuff, yeah.
1: You were a heavy kid. Like, you were, like, deep kid. Like, you were going places. That's trenchant.
0: But now I'm, like, the big titty freckle monster. <laughs> like, I'm just having multiple <laughs> Halloween parties and meatball parties. Just seem party, 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 You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, telling yeah. jokes for a living. Like, it's
1: silly. So do you feel like the, the older you get, the more we go down this path, do you feel closer to being the kid you wanted to be?
0: I mean, yes and no. I wouldn't trade that journey in for the world because it definitely made me who I was, mm-hmm. how I appreciate things, how I move through life, and how empathetic I am.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm glad I knew what hard times were before I was supposed to. I don't know know that I necessarily like wish that for my kids, but also it's like out of my hands, yeah, I just can do what I can do and be open to the fact that they might come home and tell me stories. Um, of people being mean to them and I have to like sort of accept it and guide them as opposed to like what happened with me.
3: Mm.
0: But I uh, obviously like don't want to coddle them but I definitely want them to know that they have a safe place. I was talking to a friend who has like a 19-year-old and she was like, ugh, I tried to spell all the things my mom put upon me and now like I have the kid that talks too much. Like she's (laughs) in her feelings. It's like, can we wrap up this conversation? And it's like, no. And another thing, mom, and it's like, oh, shh.
1: Oh, my God. Oh.
0: Yeah. Because everything is so rushed. You rush the kids in school. You rush them out of school. You rush them to get their homework. You rush them to the test. Can you? Who finishes their test first? Everything is so rushed.
1: Everything is so rushed.
0: You know, when we fucking sit down and actually listen to somebody. Like, even like my kids walking in a parking lot. I'm like, hurry up. Oh, wait, no. You're teeny tiny. Take your time. It's fine. Yeah.
1: I know. I do the same thing. One thing I think that really helps… For anybody that needs to hear this, if you want to talk to your kids, Mm. I know it sounds so like teen, like youth pastor, whatever. Sit down on the floor with them yeah, and talk to them. Their level. Their level. Let the butt hit the floor. Mm -hmm. And it feels so like we had a nice chat. Like I always have to tell my daughter, like, you're not in trouble, but I'm going to just talk to you about this, that, and the third. And it feels so much better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that from now on, yo. Yeah. That's me.
0: It's the best. Sometimes I just don't say anything. Yeah. Because I know that they've been at a school where they have been overcorrected all day. Mm. Sit down. Get up. Do this. Don't do that. (laughs) And then like being around other kids is exhausting. And they're kids, but they're around other kids who like are freaking out, who want to play, who are too rough, who are too nice, who don't go away. And so they don't have a space. And so it's like sensory overload. Yeah, And so sometimes I'm just like, we could be quiet. Mm. Yeah.
1: Who likes that the most?
0: I mean, definitely Otis. Yeah. Um, But what I love about We Can Be Quiet is like that's when they want to talk. Got you. So I just like let them talk. I'm not even saying anything. I'm just listening because they want someone to actually listen to them instead of them having to listen to somebody else all day.
1: Can I say something now? Yes. You're a good mom. Oh, thank you. You're a good mom. I'll take that. You really are. Thank you so much. Yeah. I know you're thinking about getting them right now.
0: I am. I'm like, are we done? <laughs> All right. I gotta go. I gotta go get my kids. I gotta get my kids. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye.
1: Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Ha Lee. Our associate producer is Christina Chamberlain.
0: This episode was mixed by John Bradley.
1: Our guest booker is Patrick Cotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by der Vandermoss. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstart, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com.
3: Mm-hmm.